What's up, guys? Welcome. Coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Your host, David Chandra. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you guys. We're coming to you live from Los Angeles. Like I said, the sun is shining. The wind is blowing. The beaches are amazing right now. But thanks for tuning in. We have a great episode ahead of us. A first-year student at Kent State, Katie Dio. Katie, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey guys, I'm Katie. Um, I'm a first-year student at KSUCPM, and I'm super excited to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on. I know you just finished your first-year final exam, so congrats on that. Thank you. So are you back home now, or are you still in Cleveland? What's going on? Yeah, so um, I decided to stay in Cleveland to wrap up the end of the semester. I didn't really want to... risk throwing off my daily routine with finals so I just decided to stick it out out there and I just got back to Illinois yesterday so I'm back with my family and I'm it's super great to be here okay that's awesome I'm glad you're back home I'm glad you're finally finished with that uh tough semester I know for most that first year second semester is the hardest one I can still attest to that even after three years so tell us a little bit about this past semester this past year and specifically how this whole corona situation affected you guys in classes and exams and everything like that. Yeah, so um, first year I feel like was a a whirlwind. Um, First semester, it seems like it's forever ago, but um, basically I felt like I spent first semester kind of figuring figuring out how to do this. And then, um, yeah, infamous second semester came about. It was... 28 credits of really intense, really dense material. And um, we we went into that full swing. And then um, this pandemic kind of got thrown in the mix too. Yeah. And that was crazy. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I remember mid-March, um, we were sitting in micro. And that's when we got this order that we had to leave by 5 p.m. Everything kind of got put on hold and everyone was confused and no one knew what was going on. So, um, you know, since then, it's just been a complete change of pace. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that's not the normal situation that any of us want to go through. And it was a change for us as fourth years. And I'm sure it was a big change for you guys, especially with labs and especially being able to see things in person was a huge difference for you guys. So I know you were in micro, so I have to ask you, did Dr. Dahlman like ask you guys anything about this new virus? Did he have new information? Because I know he teaches you guys about bacteria, virus. Is there a new sketchy video going up for that? (laughs) You know, that's so funny because the sketchy video is like, what, a a five or six minute video about coronavirus. And I think they mentioned in the video that this isn't really high yield. (laughs) It's so funny because that's what we're facing right now. Um, You know, he really didn't spend too much extra time on coronavirus he definitely made sure to answer our questions and um and make sure we were all um up to date on what he knew yeah what's funny is i don't think he i don't think he asked one question on the final about coronavirus which was pretty (laughs) funny yeah but um you know he he did a good job letting us know what he knew and um always answering everyone's questions that we asked him definitely so i'm sure one of you guys are one of you guys out there listening have to make a bigger video, a longer video on coronavirus since now we're all educated about it. But sketchy is the way to go for most of you who don't know what sketchy is. It's a lot of what med students use for micro, for farm and all these different subjects. So 
tell me a little bit about how it was to manage through lower anatomy without being able to be there in person. I know you mentioned that you have 28 credits in the semester. And for those of you who don't know, at Kent, we have 28 credits in our second semester of first year. And then our first semester of first year, we have 25 credits. So it's a big course load. It's a lot of stuff that's on our shoulders, a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things that we have to take on. So and lower anatomy is one of the biggest classes since we're going into podiatry. So tell us a little bit about how that experience is and what you kind of did outside to kind of supplement all the studying without having lab time. Yeah, so it was eight credits out of your 28, which is um, just kind of a big stress on yourself because you, one, not only want to do good you know, for your GPA and that holds such a big weight on it. But two, this is going to be something you need to know in and out, forward and backwards for, you know, your career. And what's funny is I remember um, the last lab that me and my pod completed was um, we just got down to the Achilles tendon. So we were right above the foot. Yeah. And then that's the last thing we did. <laughs> and we kept joking, like we got down to the ankle and we never saw the foot, like right when we were about to get to the foot, it's when we had to get out of there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I quickly ordered a foot model off of Amazon. Um, I ordered some books so I could have them in person. Okay. And, um, I guess I was just trying to make it as easy as possible to visualize this stuff at home mm -hmm. when I wasn't in lab. Um, what's something that the anatomy professors did that was really cool. And they, you know, I think that going forward, this is something that um, I think would be really cool to supplement lab. Mm -hmm. um, they took a ton of time and I really appreciate them doing this. They went through bodies and they found, uh, structures that they liked and they took really great detailed pictures of it and then tagged them and then uploaded them to Blackboard and then that's what we had to study. Okay. So we were learning um, the structures off of pictures that they took from lab and I thought it was really helpful and um, I thought that, you know, this could be a learning experience for future use like, hey, let's go into lab, let's dissect this stuff and then on top of it you could you could see this stuff on Blackboard at home too. Definitely. So that was one thing that was really useful um, that was a little different this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a big difference from what we had as uh, students because we never got this whole corona situation. So we were in lab spending till 2 a.m. When, when the lab closed pretty much. So tell me a little bit about all the classes that you've taken and which one was your favorite and which one kind of stuck out to you that was maybe different than undergrad and that kind of will help you in the future in second year and later on? Um, so my favorite classes, I think, was, I think I'm just going to love them together. Everything taught by Tim and Joanne. Yeah. I'm a cellular girl. I'm into um, like the molecular stuff. I, my major in undergrad, I went to the University of Illinois and I studied the, um, chemistry and molecular and cell biology. And then I went to Roslyn Franklin and I studied um, uh, biomedical sciences. So I've always kind of been into the nitty gritty yeah. sciences. Yeah. And so um, I really enjoy 
Tim's lectures. I love Joanne. I love her cells. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and that, um, so that was most enjoyable for me. And I kind of studied that um, just to, you know, like relieve stress kind of. I would yeah. rather study their stuff, honestly, than anatomy. Anatomy was hard for me. I've never taken anatomy before. Yeah. So um, it took a lot more self-discipline to sit down and force myself to do it yeah um even though i would say it's our most important class yeah you know you you have to know the anatomy so um that was my biggest challenge this semester was getting through lower anatomy so i'm I'm really proud of how i did definitely and i'm i'm glad that you were able to get through it successfully and be able to learn even with all the situation going on so first things first i have to give a shout out to tim and joanne those those professors kind of ease you into first year and they kind of make it feel home to you. And uh, it was the same way for me. And I'm sure you can say the same as well, too. So not being able to do certain things because of Corona. Tell us a little bit about what you learned doing classes online, being away from school and kind of studying on your own, because a lot of us like to study in groups like to study with our friends so that we can bounce ideas off of each other and they can teach us different things. So tell us a little bit about what you learned during this last couple months and how you kind of will use that going in the future as well too. Yeah, my biggest fear when it was announced that um, school was going to continue as remote was that factor of not being able to bounce ideas off of people Mm -hmm. because I feel like so much of learning this material is just trying to get through it as quick as possible and like file it in your brain as quickly and as organized as possible and sometimes people file it differently. So um, I could have a different interpretation as my friends. And so when you talk about it, you kind of, um, you know, get the details out and you learn it and you memorize it and you think of ways to learn it. And it's, it's so great. Like just small conversations that you have with your friends is what you remember when you're taking the exams. Yeah. So um, I was really worried about that, but I will say with all of the negatives that came with coronavirus, I think there's a lot of positives. And I think that um, being forced to do something remotely and online kind of proved to us how much we really are capable of. Mm -hmm. And I think that I don't think that we're ever going to go back to what we used to be. I think that this is somewhat of our new normal. Yeah. I think that, um, so much technology is available to us. And also we're so thankful that we didn't have to put our degree on hold, that we could just keep going and keep learning this material because of all of the technology that we have. And I think that, um, you know, in some ways I felt more connected to some of my classmates because I was communicating with these people more than what I was in person. Um, and I think that there's something to be said about, if we were able to just get through lower anatomy or some, you know, micro, like some of these heavy classes online that, you know, maybe, maybe there is discussion that some of them stay online. Some of them are more heavy in person then. I don't know. I think there's, there's a lot of good that came out of this. It's kind of like opening our horizons and, and transitioning like this new, this new era that, that 
what was starting out to be such a negative thing, it, it, it really did shed like a positive light on some things. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad that you're bringing that out because it's important for us to find the good and the bad, you know, yeah. um, especially when things don't look as ideal and look bleak and you think, you know, where's my career going to go? How am I going to get through all these classes? How am I going to get through, you know, whatever I need to get through? And, you know, it's good that you're able to get the positives out of this. And, you know, maybe we can take whatever we learned during this time and go in the future. Like you said, this might be the new normal. So tell us a little bit about your past and how you got into podiatry and why you chose podiatry as your field of profession. I know that I was the one who was at your interview day. And I got to talk to you a little bit that day, and I didn't know where you were going to end up because you also told me that you were uh, also interviewing a show, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that you decided to choose Ken. I don't know if it has to do with me or Ken, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about why you chose Ken, how you got into podiatry and everything like that. Yeah, you had a huge impact on my day. I remember I confided in you a lot, and you answered so many of my questions. It was You were great, so thank you for that. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, I'm by no means traditional in um, my journey to get here. I, like I said before, I went to the University of Illinois in Champaign, and um, I always thought I was going to do MD, DO. I was kind of just like your normal medical or pre-medical student. And, um, you know, usually you take, I kind of, looking back at my journey, I kind of um, blame everything on this this one um, this one thing that happened. So, you know, as a traditional med student, your pre-med student, you would take the MCAT yeah. your junior year of college, right? And then you spend uh, junior year, beginning of senior year applying, and then, you know, you get your, your decisions made, and then you just take your senior year and you go right into med school. So um, when I was getting ready to take the MCAT, I just didn't feel ready. I I just, something came over me, and it was like, my whole life, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And then something came over me and just, I just wanted to wait. So I, I waited until my senior year to took it and I'm, or to take it. And I'm thankful I did. Um, and so I, I took the MCAT, which means if you take it your senior year, just because MDDO takes a year to apply. So that means I'd have to take a gap year. So I was like, all right, let's look at, you know, the weakest part of my application. And for me, that was my GPA. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, let's like do something about this. So I decided to do a master's program and, um, I'm from the Chicago area. So, um, I applied to master's programs around my area and it, it was almost like there was no thought in it. I just had gotten into the one at Roslyn Franklin. Um, I enrolled and we just went from there. And so, um, still at this point, I had all intentions on doing like an MDDO, like that was just my plan. And then, um, you know, there's a few entrances when you walk into Roslyn Franklin that shows their Shoal School of Podiatry in big, bold letters, and they have their whole wing there. And not until I saw that did I realize that podiatry was um, a separate entity in itself. Yeah. I thought that, you know, it was just another specialty in, med in you know, MD, DO, or know whatever and so at first I just I I was so close-minded I really was I didn't I didn't want to even you know give it 
give it the time of day. And so yeah. I didn't. And then, you know, as I'm there, as I'm there and I'm seeing it and I, I'm learning that people I went to college with are in this program and I'm like, all right, like, let's, let's think about it. And so then I started a shadow and this was kind of the turning point for me. Um, I shadowed this doctor who is in the Chicagoland area and she was pregnant with her fourth girl. Wow. Okay. And she was still on her game. She loved what she was doing. Most importantly, her patients loved her. They respected her. They, um, they couldn't say like more, they, they just loved her and they were telling me all the, um, you know, positive impacts that she had on their lives. And I think that that um, shadowing experience kind of tipped me in the direction of podiatry um, because I really want to have a family and it's really important to me. And I mean, she was doing everything that I wanted in life. Yeah. And so that's when I decided to apply and I was a little late in the game to apply. And so, yeah, I applied to Shoal, I applied to Temple and I applied to Kent. And so I did my Shoal interview and then I, I had all intentions on going there. I almost canceled my interview for Kent. <laughs> and then something told me like, don't cancel, just go. So I went and I loved it. And you really were a big part of it. You answered so many of my questions. Um, that I had during the tour and it was great. And I, I remember I got in my car and I was like, well, I think this is it. Like, I think this yeah. is where I'm going. And then I, I enrolled. So yeah, I'm I remember so happy with my decision. I remember you told me that you didn't even end up going to your temple interview or did you end up going? I did end up going. Um, I didn't love the experience. Yeah. Um, and I, in the airport flying out of Philadelphia, I emailed Carla. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. well, I'm glad to hear your story. You know, I wasn't able to hear all this, how, how you got into podiatry and who got you in and everything like that. But it's awesome that you got that opportunity to go to Rosalind for your master's. And, you know, Shoal is a big program there for the podiatry school. And, you know, even I interviewed at Shoal too. And I was set on going there for other reasons compared to yours and then Ken just became the right fit so here we are and you know you're getting into your second year I'm in my fourth year right now so you know after you find that fit it's just feels right you know you can't ever turn back from it so no regrets uh best decision I've made so (laughs) I agree yeah so now that you finished first year and you know you've gotten through a good course load of material tell us a little bit about things that you'll take into second year and thereafter, or maybe a piece of advice that you can give people who might be deciding whether to go into podiatry or not. And, you know, through that application process, a piece of advice, and even students who are coming in right now as first years, a piece of advice to them, like tell them something that you might've learned or something that you might've, you know, seen differently. And the biggest thing too, yeah, the biggest thing too actually is, that I wanted to highlight how you said that, you know, a lot of us are accustomed to the MD and DO route and that's all we think about. And when we're in pre-med, that's what it is. And that's the end of the day, you know, there's nothing else, there's nothing more to it. And I'm glad that you pointed that out. I'm glad that you were able to explore that as well. So, you know, kind of putting all this together, give us your little bit of uh, advice that you would want to share with the listeners and those who are coming up in the ranks. Yeah. So, um, I think for applicants, what 
I tried to do most um, was be really transparent and try to show your personality through your application. Um, I know that Kent at least does a really good job at, um, you know, if you get your interview, they already are interested. Yeah. Use that interview to show them your personality and show them like the why behind your application, like why you're here, why you want to do this, like what is like keeping your fire going. Yeah. Um, And um, I think that's really important because you know, when you are entering this journey, it's really hard and it's really stressful. And like, you're going to have to tap into those, like into your whys. You're going to need to remember why you're doing this when, you know, you've got like a really stressful day. You might be behind in like five lectures and you have a quiz tomorrow and you have an exam next week and you're really tired, but you have to keep going. And, um, I think it's really important to like, just remember why you're, why you're doing it. Um, and yeah, that kind of leads into my advice for first year. So I remember, um, first semester, it seems so long ago, but, um, I remember that was kind of where I was getting my footing. Um, I was figuring out how to study, how to break up my time. Mm -hmm. As I said before, anatomy called for most of my time because I just had never taken it before and I know how important it is. And, um, I kind of gave up everything for school and I've always been an athletic girl. Like I really try to take care of myself. I really love running and I kind of put, I gave everything up for school and I think it kind of, um, it wore me out quick. And I remember going home for Christmas break, like I'm never going to recover from this semester. (laughs) Yeah. And now I have to enter the hardest semester supposedly of these four years and I don't know how I'm going to do it. And so I kept everything the same for the first exam cycle of second semester, first exam cycle, second semester. And I was so exhausted that I knew I had to change something. And so I remember I told myself and I told some of my friends, like, you know, I think that I'm going to start doing things for myself again. I'm going to take that time to start running, um, start cooking, like doing things I really enjoy. Yeah. If that's the difference between an A and a B for me, then I'm going to take that, but I'm going to stay sane and I'm going to stay like true to myself. And then I did, I signed up for a half marathon, um, in my college town, which was a lot of motivation for me. It like, it made my spirits like so much brighter, just getting to look forward to that. Um, of course then. COVID-19 came and it was canceled, but (laughs) it did give me, you know, like a reason to train and a reason to get out of the library. Um, and, and I'm so serious. I think because I took time for myself and to stay sane during the semester, I did way better than I thought I was going to do. And I did way better than first semester. So I think it's really important to like stay true to yourself and keep doing things that keep you happy. Yeah, definitely. Even, even during the most stressful of times. Yeah, always got to find that balance between studying and classes and your, you know, normal life. You know, it's uh, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough to find that balance because that's the hardest part to transi- transition into when we get into uh, podiatry school. I know it was the same for me when I started, and I found my footing after a couple sem- a couple semesters and knew what I like and knew how I work. And I'm glad that you found the same thing too. And to you listeners, remember to always ask the why, like Katie mentioned, 
you know, it's really important that you ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing, because there will be tough days, like she mentioned, and there will be good days. But at the end of the day, you want to ask why you're doing it. And is it worth everything that you're putting into? Because if it's not, you know, it's probably not meant to be. And it's the same question that I ask myself now, being on externships and working in clinic, working in the hospital. And a lot of the attendings I work with also ask, why are you here? You know, why, why are you doing this? And that question of why never goes away. So remember that and always make sure to answer that question for yourself, even though you might have to answer it for interviews and everything like that in the future. So thanks, Katie, for sharing your journey with us and sharing a little bit about who you are, where you came from and where you are now. And I wish you nothing but the best going forward in second year. Actually, you have your summer semester before that, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, so look, looking forward to the success that you find in the future too. I know you're secretary for your class. So hope you do big things and continue to keep up that leadership as well and kind of get the word out about podiatry and your story. And thank you for joining me again on here. So remember to keep doing that and uh, be an example to everyone around you and uh, continue that for sure. So now we've entered the rapid fire question session. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So these are two questions that I always like to ask my list or my guest. And the first question is, what's your favorite bone in the body? In the foot, sorry. Okay. My favorite bone, I think, are um, the distal phalanges. Okay. Because they're real small, but they're important. <laughs> Cute, and they're too. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so what is your favorite muscle in the my foot? My favorite muscle in the foot is quadratus plantae muscle. Yeah. Because it um, it inserts on the uh, flexor digitorum longus muscle. Yep. And they work together um, to keep everything moving smoothly. And I, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Look at you spitting some knowledge, telling us some uh, facts about lower anatomy. So thanks for that. So now I'll transition into asking you a couple of questions that you, you know, about yourself, things that you like to do. So one dish that you can cook, what would that be? I love homemade pizza night. Yeah. I love it. Um, I get like pizza dough from Heinen's or really wherever and, um, f you know, throw on some fancy cheeses and spicy peppers. I love <laughs> spicy peppers. Yeah. And yeah, I love homemade pizza night. Definitely. So what's one thing you like about Cleveland? I know you're from Illinois. So I know that must have been a transition to come to Cleveland, Ohio. So tell me one thing you kind of enjoyed in this past year. Yeah, no, um, Cleveland is really cute. It's smaller than Chicago, but it is a lot of fun. And I've met so many great people. I think so far my favorite thing about Cleveland is how nice the people are. Yeah. I've, no matter where I've been, from our school to my apartment to grocery stores, everyone is really welcoming. And yeah. I felt like at home from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> so where did you stay in Cleveland? I'm in Parma. Parma, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know where Parma is, Parma is a small city kind of southwest of Cle downtown Cleveland. So yeah. check it out. It's not the best, but, you know, it's home to a lot of the students at Kent State. So uh, we have to represent for that. And so give me one spot that you would vacation to if Corona wasn't here right now. So since you have your break. Yes, I would love to be um, on Hilton Head Island right now. Our family okay. vacations there a lot. And 
I could use a week or two there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of an escape, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, any last piece of advice that you have for the listeners? Anything else that you want to sh- say before we wrap up this episode? Um, well, thank you so much for having me, um, for sure. But otherwise, I guess, you know, during this whole pandemic, stay positive. Life is moving forward. And, you know, we're finding our new normal. So, yeah, definitely. Don't turn uh, positive for COVID, but stay positive for <laughs> <Yeah>. other reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, stay safe, stay indoors. And yeah, definitely, like you said, the new normal. Um, we don't know what that is. I think everything is changing constantly every day. And I think we just have to adapt to it. And I'm glad you guys as first years went through a different experience, but you'll have a story to tell for the future students that come in, you know. Um, yeah, we never probably will have a story like that to tell. So when you guys are student, I know you're a student ambassador, so you can share that with yeah. your future uh, future uh, incoming prospective students. So yeah. um, thanks again. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys listening, uh, for you guys listening, and uh, looking forward to future episodes. Follow us on Instagram at soulpurpose Twenty. <laughs> And listen to us on Spotify at Soul Purpose. It's also on Apple Podcasts now. So kind of moving on up a little bit. Um, send me any questions, any concerns, any thoughts that you have through DMs so we can kind of address it on this podcast as well. And thank you, Katie, once again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. All right. See you guys. Bye.